Hi there, welcome to Just Practicing. Before we dive into any of today's episode, I'd like to pose a rhetorical question to you. How many times in an average day might you typically find yourself wanting something to be different than it actually is in that moment? And this can relate to situations you face, the way someone else is behaving, having to do things you'd really rather not do, or the weather, all the way through to how you're perceiving yourself and your abilities. And without focusing on the detail of any particular situation or context, what's that like? So not the situation itself, just that experience of wanting something to be different when it's not, in that moment. The chances are it creates some inattention or stress. It causes you suffering of some degree. And that suffering might typically show up in the inner dialogue that you run that represents the kind of internal experience you're having. Now, the beauty of having a regular mindfulness practice is that over time, we can train our ability to suffer less in those situations that would have usually sent our mood in a downward spiral. And in today's episode, I'll be unpacking one of the fundamental attitudes that we can cultivate that helps us to meet all of our moments with less stress and with more clarity and ease. The practice of developing a non-judging mind. I'm Paul Dalton. I'm a professional mindfulness teacher and personal development facilitator. And with each episode of this podcast, my aim is to help you to deepen your understanding of mindfulness and meditation practice and to inspire you with insights and tools and techniques that you can apply in your life to live a more wise, calm and happy life. You can find me in my little corner of the internet over at pauldalton.coach, where I offer all kinds of resources related to mindfulness and meditation, including my free seven-day mindful meditation course. So if you'd like to start your own meditation practice or inject new life into your existing practice, this is a great course to help you do just that. It's self-directed, hosted online so you can start at any time you wish, And to sign up, all you need to do is to head over to pauldalton.coach forward slash seven days. So let's begin today's episode, non-judging. When we practice mindfulness, what we're really practicing is clearly seeing the underlying nature of our moment-to-moment experience, as it truly is, rather than through the lens of our own stories and distortions and judgments. Regularly dropping into this level of awareness can, over time, be very useful in helping us relate to our lives more skillfully. The more skillful choices we're able to make when responding to life's inevitable ups and downs, the more contented and at ease we tend to be with life itself. But how easy is it to look beyond the stories our minds create in order that we can hang out with that raw, unfiltered data of what's happening moment to moment? Well, it certainly takes practice. Why? Because it's ingrained in us 
to assign our own meaning to just about everything we encounter. And we do that by instantly and automatically judging our experiences, even the imagined ones, as being positive, negative, or neutral. And then we instantly and automatically create a compelling narrative that supports the correctness of our judgments, meaning we believe them to be true. We forget that thoughts aren't facts. Each of us has a lifetime of conditioning about what's good and bad, right and wrong, fair and unfair, beautiful or ugly. And it takes just milliseconds for us to get a felt sense of whatever we're presented with. It's so automatic that it feels like it's happening to us rather than by us. We assume the way we feel is a direct reaction to the person or the behavior, the situation or the thing. But it's not. We're really reacting to the judgment itself. Our propensity for making snap judgments is a product of our evolution. It's a highly efficient way to stay safe. So by desiring only positive experiences and resisting the negative ones, we're far less likely to venture into situations that lead to harm. Or at least that's the plan. Now, on the surface, this sounds like a good thing. And it is. In real moments of danger, there may not be enough time for the mind to make calculated conscious decisions about what's best for our future well-being. So making snap judgments is a way of automating our safety. The problem is, this unconscious process of judging is a far from perfect system. It doesn't discriminate. We end up judging absolutely everything, even ourselves. This often leads to unnecessary suffering for ourselves and others. It's great for keeping us safe, but it's rubbish for keeping us happy. The judging instinct has a negativity bias, meaning it errs heavily on the side of caution. When in doubt, it will lean towards perceiving something as a potential threat, just in case. In order for it to work so quickly, the judging mind has to ignore much of the actual reality of a situation. So much so that we're often blinded to other potentially healthier and more joyful possibilities. So judging, as normal as it feels, keeps us eternally spinning on a wheel of longing for pleasant experiences and avoiding unpleasant experiences. Now, our conditioning would tell us that this is the way to happiness, but ultimately it can only ever be a disappointing ride. Being caught in the never-ending cycle of craving what we don't have and resisting what we do have is a recipe for dissatisfaction. So, how do we climb off the wheel? And what could that possibly do for our relationship with happiness? Well, firstly, climbing off the wheel is not a one-time event. We have to repeatedly disembark again and again by intentionally practicing being non-judgmental toward our experiences. It's important to understand that having a non-judgmental attitude doesn't mean training ourselves to stop having judgmental thoughts. As long as you're breathing, judgments will arise. Having a non-judgmental attitude means developing a sensitivity for noticing judgments as they arise and then choosing to not get swept away by them. 
Instead, we simply observe our judgments as thoughts taking place in the mind. By themselves, they're harmless mental events. Rather than getting hooked up on the content of the judgment and being carried away on a proliferating train of thought about why such and such is a bad thing and shouldn't be happening, we just bring our awareness to the fact that the mind is thinking. That's what minds do. When we don't react to a thought, when we observe it but don't engage with it, it simply plays out in the mind and then dissipates. And then all we're left with is what's actually here in this moment, right now. The perfect place to practice non-judging is in the training ground of meditation. When the body's settled and the attention is resting on a neutral anchor such as the breath, it soon becomes apparent how much the mind likes to judge. We might evaluate the quality of our concentration, or lack thereof, and get down on ourselves for not being a good meditator. A physical sensation might get labelled as bad or annoying, and there may be a commentary about how it's interfering with the enjoyment of the moment. There may be judgment about an emotional state. I shouldn't be feeling like this. I wish I felt more zen. And sometimes we get lost in thoughts about ourselves, the kind of person we are, what we're good at, what we're not good at, how flawed we are. Or we can get equally lost in similar thoughts about other people. We judge the past, we judge the future, we might even judge the present moment, wishing it were different, getting frustrated with the environment we're in, with all its distractions making it hard to meditate. And then, of course, we're back to judging ourselves for having been lost in thought when we should have been focusing on the breath. So, what's the move? Well, the move is simple. Each time you notice a judgment taking place in the mind, just bring your awareness to it, and without analysing it in any way, silently say to yourself, judging. And then gently guide your attention back to the sensations of the body breathing or some other anchor. Now it's important that this is a very soft mental note, delivered in a kind and friendly way. By being compassionate in the noticing of the judgement, we're acknowledging that it's not a personal failing that we judge. There's nothing to feel bad about. We're just witnessing the unfolding of a natural phenomena that affects all of humanity. And we can also see that in letting them go, judgments don't have any power in and of themselves. They're not real. They're just thoughts that arise in the mind and then, if left alone, pass away like clouds in the sky. The more often we repeat that move of noticing and coming back, the more we're able to appreciate what's actually happening in the moment, just the raw, unfiltered data of sensory experience. Now, it turns out that this capacity we have for observing the activity of the mind without getting drawn into the content of the mind does wonders for our sense of well-being and mental health. When we're not being yanked around by the push and pull of judgmental thoughts, we're given the space to choose more wisely which lens we want to view the world through. It means we can take a moment to skillfully respond to our circumstances rather than simply react to them. Practicing non-judging may take place in formal meditation, but it's bringing that practice into our daily lives that allows the true benefits to be known. 
So what's an aspect of your life that would likely flourish if you were to let go of some of your judgment about it? We may not be able to stop the judging mind, but as long as we don't judge the judging and instead nurture the habit of noticing and mindfully redirecting our awareness, we definitely are able to experience our lives with more kindness, clarity, and ease. So in closing, here's a useful question that I invite you to check in with at any point throughout your day. What's really here right now? So thanks for joining me on this episode of Just Practicing. I hope you've heard something useful and inspiring that you can apply and practice in your own life. If you have, then I'd love you for all eternity if you'd be so kind to leave a positive review. Your generous ratings and comments really are the best way to help a baby podcast like this one to grow and flourish and to reach more like-minded people who may really need to hear the kinds of things that we cover here. And remember, you can take advantage of my free seven-day mindful meditation course anytime you wish. Just pop over to the website and sign up at pauldalton.coach forward slash seven days. And while you're there, maybe you'd like to check out some of the other mindfulness courses I run, such as the eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction program, or MBSR which is also held online, but this one's facilitated live by yours truly in a friendly and supportive small group setting. And if you're on social media, I'd love to connect with you. My links to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn are in the description for this episode. Now, next time, we'll be continuing our exploration of the attitudes of mindfulness with a deep dive into how and why to cultivate an attitude of accepting and allowing. I can't wait to share that one with you. But until next time, may you be safe, may you be happy, may you be well. Take great care. Bye for now.